0: the Just Means last ACC podcast with your hosts micah and Nick. We were recording a little bit later than normal. We had uh I had uh, some other duties as a sign some boyfriend duties to do tonight. But Nick, how are we doing?
1: Uh I'm doing pretty well, man. Uh no complaints on my end. Uh I had my formal fighter fire firefighter, firefighter uh, interview on Tuesday. I think it went all right. I think it went pretty well, so I will know sometime next week. Um, other than that, I'm just right now turning on the Baylor-West Virginia game because that is a kajillion times better than uh, the Bears and the Kami Manders. Um, <laughs> so I am watching that. And if you're not watching that, that's a great game. West Virginia just blocked – the uh, extra point and returned it for a two-point conversion, so this game is officially very drunk. Um, Other than that, Micah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, Busy week, but um, I finally get to not work for Wake for a little bit this weekend since they're on a bye, so I'm ready to dive into these games. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm just... Work's been a little hectic, but you know that's life sometimes. Throwing some curveballs you don't really look forward to, but hockey season's back, so one of my favorite times of the year. Postseason baseball's been good. College football's in full swing. Is the uh is the football team and the Bears still zero zero?
1: <laughs> the football team. Uh, last I checked, it was zero zero at halftime, but it looked like oh nope, it's three 0
0: Oh, who's leading? Who's leading?
1: Uh, the, com- the commanders.
0: Oh, man. So, we uh, we all did an office pool of what we thought the score would be tonight. Uh, and I said 9-6, hashtag nice, in favor of the Bears. So, there's a chance. Oh,
1: dude, you're not, you're kind of on track.
0: Yeah, we had some 9-6s, some 10-9s. We had a 17-12. So, you know, we, we were all in the low-scoring games, but... I think we had someone actually say 6-3. So, they have probably the best odds right now. And they said 6-3 Bears. So, Bears got to score a tutty and and somehow miss the extra point. Because that would make sense. But, um, yeah. I'm good. I mean, this is... This might be... (laughs) Sorry, I was going
1: to say, say something nice about UNC. Um, They need to... Washington needs to start Sam Howell. I'm sorry.
0: I mean... My thing is, I don't think it's Carson Wentz's pro- problem. It's I think that a team just sucks. Problems. It is. I, I, like, I think that like you're throwing Sam Hollis to the wolves is all you're doing. Which maybe why you want to see him play. I'm just kidding. I know you don't want wish bad on him, but like, no, you know, no, 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 I, no. I don't. I don't think. It, I really don't think it's Carson Wentz. Like, I mean, he's he's in the top five in the NFL in touchdown passes this season. It's not his fault that he doesn't have more than half a second to throw the ball. Like That's true. he's He's like, again, he's not great, but I would argue that, like, I mean, this might be a really hot take. He might be better than Justin Fields. Uh, I mean.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: And nobody's necessarily calling for Justin Fields to get benched right now. So maybe they are. I don't know. I don't follow the Bears like that. But, <laughs> you know. Anyways. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, Nick, this might be the... We can't say it's the best week of ACC football this year just because we've had, like, bigger games. But there is an argument that this is the best from top to bottom week for sure. I mean, we've only got four games. The worst game is Miami-Virginia Tech. And if I told you that a couple weeks ago, you would be like, or about say at the beginning of the season, we'd be like, wow, that's really crazy. Like, you know, this is... I mean, Miami-Virginia Tech is a rivalry that is always fantastic. I mean, it's going to be a sold-out. late Like, every ACC game this week, Nick, is sold out. Did you know that? It's the first time I can remember hearing that. Oh,
1: wow. I actually... Well,
0: Duke, it, it, Duke you know, officially sold out. A
1: little
0: bit. Yeah, Duke officially sold out. Cuse officially sold out. Virginia Tech is sold out. And, of course, Florida State's sold out. So, it's uh, all going to be great crowds. Uh, we have some great uniforms. I mean, I know you don't like Carolina, but I'm a big fan of the unis this weekend. I think the chrome buckets. I don't really like the tar heel foot if I'm being honest. Like that tar foot thing. Not a huge fan of that logo, but it kinda makes sense on the chrome buckets. Like the only other thing I think would be cooler is if they put like they did like a, a an actual ram horn. I think that'd be kinda sick. But again, I don't understand they don't want to be like Colorado State or whatever. But um yeah, I mean small slate, but a great slate. And <laughs> I think the best part is it's well-spaced. I mean, Virginia Tech, twelve thirty. Three thirty is the NC State-Cuse game. seven thirty Clemson, Florida State. 8 o'clock, UNC Duke. I mean, a nice little window, too, for ACC football. So, Nick, before we get diving in, anything you want to um, discuss ahead of time? Uh,
1: yeah, n- nothing about football, but th- this just – this i just got reminded about this because i just turned on the tv for the baylor west virginia game and it got me to the spectrum news uh and it just reminded me so a couple of hours ago uh there was a pretty uh, well it's all bad but pretty bad shooting uh in east raleigh uh, i think a cop is down and a few victims uh so that's not good so uh Keep Raleigh in your prayers. Uh, That's not really what you hear in Raleigh. Raleigh is usually a very safe, very friendly city. You never really hear about crime there. Um, So kind of a scary situation. Um, So hopefully there aren't any more uh, victims that have fallen. But uh, yeah, just keep that in mind. Uh, Hopefully, you know, things uh, turn out okay for other people. Uh, But yeah, typically not the type of thing you hear in a little city like Raleigh so
0: yeah definitely uh thoughts and prayers there man it's I mean it's everywhere like I mean don't get me wrong man I'm all I have a dark sense of humor but you know I mean I'm sure I'm sure you saw the news today right Nick about the bomb threat at Kyle Field at A&M
1: oh that no I did not hear about that
0: yeah so there was a bomb threat at A&M and It turned out to be nothing, so thank God for that. But, like, Twitter, man, was just like, I realized A&M was bombing their season, but, you know, I didn't realize it was that literal. And, like, people were like, man, they really want Jimbo gone that badly. And it's like, (laughs) like, don't get me wrong, that's funny, man. But when it's happening live like that, I think it's a little fucked. Like, looking back on it now, knowing that it was nothing – And I have a dark sense of humor, so I'm not, like, the one that's like, oh, you should get canceled for that. But, like, when they were still searching for bombs and students were, like, evacuating classes, like... I mean, I have friends who, you know, their older brothers were on Virginia Tech's campus when that shooting happened. Like, that shit in the moment is scary as fuck. And I understand that, like, you know, nothing came of it, but they have to act like something's coming from it. So... You know, I just—I just—I know it's kind of off topic, but yeah, I thought that was super fucked. That like Twitter like didn't even care about what was actually potentially happening there. Like they were all just like going after A and M football. And again, looking back on it, it's funny. Like I have a dark sense of humor. I—I I mean, it's they're they're having a bad season. <laughs> you know, obviously the 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 Jimbo buyout is ridiculous. So you know, again, there was remember there was someone who tweet or, uh called into the Feinbaum show last week. Do you hear about that? Yeah, I did. it was like. Like a, like a, like a, like a, whatever it was, like a, like a murder for hire. Yeah. Like a murder for hire is cheaper than his buyout or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, like that's funny, man. I don't like, I get I don't think like, it's fucked, but you know, I have just a difference of humor, but in the moment when it's like actually kind of, ha- like you don't know if it's actually happening, like wasn't a huge fan of that. But again, especially because there's a lot of, Al- a lot of Alabama fans. It's like, I barely escaped. So chill out, but anyways, um, Nick, I'm currently getting ready to shelter in place uh, in case the world decides to burn this weekend here in East Tennessee if the Vols shock Alabama. Um, I'm uh, pretty happy. I made a nice little penny off my tickets, Nick. So I, oh, I opted I opted not to go because the $130 I paid per ticket back before when I first moved here uh, when I was able to sell them for three hundred and fifty bucks a pop, I uh, took that money. <laughs> no college. I'm
1: honestly surprised you're not going because isn't your girlfriend a Tennessee fan?
0: Yeah, she's got a wedding to go to though. Oh. And she's mad at me. she's mad at me that that's I'm not going. You
1: don't get married in the fall. Don't get exactly.
0: married in the fall. She's like, you're not going to come to the wedding with me. I said, no. I, I stand. I have I have beliefs, and that is one I stand firm in. No fall weddings. No fall like, weddings. Absolutely you wanna, not. If you want to do it on a Friday, and like, I'm also the guy, I mean, the NFL is important to me, but if you do it on a Sunday, fine. But you don't do it on a Saturday in the fall, I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially well, when you live crazy. in Tennessee. Like, I'm like, and you know, the worst part is this family is a Tennessee fan. Do they not know what the third Saturday of October is?
1: Every college football fan should know what the third Saturday of October
0: is. Yeah, like you every, live in Tennessee, you like the. I know they get their ass kicked every year, so like you kind of like maybe trying to find a positive on that day. You know how terrible that's going to be if this family, the I mean, actually, maybe it might be kind of cool if they went on their wedding day, but like that would be cool. But you know, like again, it's just it's just messed up. So I'm
1: going to a wedding in November 11th, which is a Friday. But I, I was, like, when I first got the invitation, I was, like, oh, God. Like, it's, like, one of my good friends from, like, grade school and high school. Obviously, I'm not going to miss it. But I was, like, oh, it's going to be in the fall. It's going to be in, like, early November when things really start to heat up for the playoff and who's in, who's out. And yeah. then I saw that, wait, the 11th is on a Friday. Let's coach.
0: go. Yeah, coach. Yeah, and again, like, obviously, like, I will say, fall is probably the most beautiful time to have a wedding, so, like, I respect that aspect of it, but, man, come on, like, especially, again, you live in the South, you say you're a Tennessee fan, and you're doing a wedding on the third Saturday of October, like, like, tell me that you're not a real fan without telling me you're not a real fan, so, but, yeah, so... Anyways, uh, I opted to go to the actual best game in the state this weekend, Middle Tennessee State and Western Kentucky. So watch out. 100 miles of hate is what that rivalry is called. Fun fact for everybody. And I'm also hoping to meet my my, uh, my, my hero growing up as a kid. So a friend of mine from college, she's a GA at uh, Tennessee State, and they play Tennessee Tech, which is in Cookville, Tennessee, where the time zones change. And uh, they play – five hours or four hours after the East Tennessee state or the middle Tennessee state game, excuse me. So I'll be driving through, I'll miss the first quarter. I'm sure, but I'm going to stop. And she's going to, she said I can stop by and come down on the field with her and kind of talk with her. And I'm hoping that I can meet Eddie George, who's the head coach of Tennessee state. So,
1: there
0: you go. so if I get to pull that off, it'll be a hell of a weekend. It'll be worth uh, making $600 in the process. <laughs> but but, uh, yeah, so I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, Nick, but Roll Tide this weekend, man. I'm not ready for the world to burn. Like, I don't know if you've seen the Twitter threads, Nick, but it's like college football and fans are not ready for Tennessee to be back. And I know for a fact no, I'm not ready. <laughs> like
1: well, Listen, like, one, one of these programs was going to be back sooner or later, whether it was Nebraska, Tennessee, Texas, which they're kind of back.
0: But see, uh, I, it, I, I I would want it to be Nebraska, man. Like, 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 of all the time for me to move is the year they're back. Like, come on, I, I don't know. want this. But, but anyways, also uh, before we begin in terms of talking SEC football, shout out to UCF who currently leads Temple seventy to thirteen in the fourth quarter. Oh my uh, goodness! <laughs> so I just saw so.
1: today that um, Kurt Warner's son is the qu- quarterback for Temple.
0: Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, he. Uh,
1: that makes me he, feel old.
0: He uh, he shined in the Boston College game. He wasn't a starter, but he, uh, he shined. Dude, you should feel old knowing that Chad Pennington's son was getting some reps yesterday from Marshall.
1: Yeah, I, I was about to say that so. too. That made me feel very old. I can't believe it. It's like, I mean, you grow up watching these quarterbacks and their sons are really not that far behind you.
0: I mean... The only good thing is, is, like, those guys were, like, just passing their prime. You know, like, they were, like, in their 30s when we were really starting to know who they were. Right. So, like, it, it's going to be really messed up when we see, like, Philip Rivers' kid or something like that. You know, that's when we're, that's when I'm going to start feeling old. <laughs> is when yeah. Philip Rivers' that's kid has taken right. NC State to the national title in five, six years.
1: Oh my God! So, if we had, how, I forgot how many sons he has, but if too we many. had like a roster full of Philip Rivers' sons, I would be the happiest guy alive.
0: That would be hilarious if that, that were the case. So, like,
1: like we already have the Thomas brothers. We already have uh, like the uh, their youngest brother Lex is going to come into the program next year. Uh, Ryan Finley's younger brother is uh, on the practice squad right now for NC State, so I love how we have these family dynamics.
0: That is is pretty good, I will say that. Alright, well, I think it's time to kind of deep dive this a little bit because we've got four good games to talk about. Might as well just go in order since, again, probably the worst game of the slate is the early game at 12.30 on your local Raycom Sports Networks. We've got the Miami Hurricanes heading to Blacksburg to face Virginia Tech. The Hokies are a seven-point home dog. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke's got to outduel Grant Wells, right? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> there, like, like, there's no reason. Like, but the thing is, it's like Miami. Outgained, I think, or if at the bare minimum, I would say Tyler Van Dyke outplayed Drake May last week, and they still lost. Now, granted, I think Drake May has will have two times the amount of numbers that Grant Wells will have, but I mean Grant Wells looked half decent last week against Pitt. So Blacksburg is a tough place to play. Twelve thirty maroon effect game ah, for the night game. I'd probably lean the Hokies. I mean, this feels like this is a Miami win. Well, we'll go with Virginia Tech to cover to be safe, (laughs) but like, I mean, this kind of what we said with, you know, the other day with Pitt and Virginia Tech, right? Like, we kind of felt like there's like no way that Pitt's that bad, right? You know, like, there's no reason why they should lose this game because they have this the better team. And so it's like, I feel like we're in that same boat, you know, where, like, you would like to think that, like, Virginia Tech's defense is good. It's better than North Carolina's. But, I mean, Pitt was able to run the ball on them a lot. Miami doesn't have that type of rushing attack. But, I mean, again, like, Tyler Van Dyke is better than Keaton Slovis. And we saw the Tyler Van Dyke we expected last week against UNC. So, I'm buying in, like, Nick, I don't know if you saw this, and this blew my mind. Two of the three ACC, like, network folks that do the power rankings had Virginia Tech below Virginia. Yeah, and, I like, saw that's, that. Like, as a Virginia fan, I love that. Like, I'm glad that we're both terrible, and that somehow we're less terrible, according to them. But, I mean, I disagree. But... Maybe there's something I'm not seeing. Maybe my my blinders in terms of just my pain and my past with the Virginia Tech won't let me accept that they're terrible and maybe worse than Virginia. I, I don't know how they'd be worse than Virginia, but maybe they are. And if that's the case, then I would assume that Miami should roll them, right? So, I mean, what are your thoughts here?
1: Dude, I really think that Miami's just going to roll them. I mean, I think... I think Virginia Tech is that bad. I think Miami came very close to North Carolina, and I know we shouldn't be playing transitive properties when it comes to college football, but it kind of seems like this scenario is going to be a transitive property kind of thing. I think Miami's going to take care of business. Um, Tyler Van Dyke got off the mat. He looks so good against Carolina. He almost threw for 500 yards. Like, I think Uh, Virginia Tech is a lost puppy at this point. Uh, I don't know how, although I will agree that Virginia, I think, is worse than them. Um, I don't know how, I don't know what those, you know, power-ranking guys have seen, Um, but Miami, this is about pride now. Like, you've already lost your first conference game. Now you're, now you have to play catch-up, and what better way to play catch up and get off the mat than playing Virginia Tech, who is by far the worst team one of the worst teams in the coastal and in the a c c so this is where Miami gets off the mat and makes it a little bit more interesting in the coastal division. I think they get the win here easily. I think Tyler Van Dyke continues to roll as well,
0: yeah, I mean this is a game that and again I'm not trying to say that. Virginia Tech doesn't care anymore. But it has is, it is become an accepted thing that this is a complete rebuild. Like, this year is just, let's get through it and move on to next year. Miami has a lot to play for. Because if they have an absolutely terrible year, that's going to kill them. And they're going to already start putting a flame on Mario Cristobal's seat. Like, I don't think anybody is calling or will call for Brent Price head, even if they go 2-10. and 10. Which, by the way... <laughs> I mean, I think they're going to win at least one or two more games, but it is very likely that Virginia Tech is 2-10 and 10 at the end of the season. There's a good chance. I think it's a better chance of them going bowling at this point. Which, I mean, because again, like, Nick, I don't know if you know this, but guess who Virginia Tech is going to the last week of the season? Well, before Virginia, but the last week of the non-Thanksgiving rivalry weekend. They're going to Liberty.
1: Ooh, I don't like that for them. <laughs>
0: I did already struggle with ODU. Liberty's better than Old Dominion. Liberty's gonna be rocking in that game. I'm probably gonna try to cut, cut over to that game. But yeah. Um that's kind of all I've got. Let's uh let's up the ante a little bit, the three thirty game. Is that on ESPN two? Is that what that's on, Nick? Uh ESPN2. That, yeah.
1: Uh no, ACC network.
0: Look how delegated the Network. I know, wow. a top
1: 25 match. I mean, granted, there are six top 25 matchups, so I don't know who's, who's going to be on ESPN. In a way, I kind of get it, but I don't know.
0: It doesn't make sense to me, though, because the 330 slate top 25 matchups is Georgia playing Vanderbilt on the SEC network. That makes sense. Alabama-Tennessee, but that's on CBS, so not an ESPN game. ABC picked up Oklahoma State and TC. That makes, that makes sense. sense. That's it. That's all the ranked games. JMU for the Southern at 4 o'clock on ESPN. Plus. <laughs> Wait, what's on uh, ESPN? Not top 25. I'm, I'm clicking over right now. Ooh, West Virginia takes the lead, huh? Okay. Yeah, they, did, they just um, got an inter-
1: Baylor was driving and they just ball. picked off the ball.
0: That's what ESPN 2 is.
1: Uh, shoot. I don't know. What is it?
0: Maryland and Indiana.
1: That's so gross.
0: And on ESPN, on ESPN, it is Arkansas and BYU. Uh, (laughs)
1: Um, if that game was like, I don't know, three weeks ago, I'd be up for it. I would get it. But now they should have just flexed it.
0: Yeah. Um... And Fox is, I mean, obviously, that's not the AC game would be on Fox, but Fox has Wisconsin and Michigan State. So, okay, whatever. But, hell, ESPNU got two lanes. I mean, obviously, AC Network's great and all for us, but let's be real. I mean, ESPNU is probably better. Anyways, it is what it is. Um, is Devin Larry out? Because I've seen a flicking thing. Is he out or they made a statement on that? Like, what's the they, update on Leary?
1: I, I really don't have any idea. Like, they keep saying – Dave Dorian came out on his press conference on Tuesday and said it, this is a type of injury where it could be day-to-day. It could be, like, a month. And I don't think it's going to be a month. Um, I, I don't know. They, Tim Beck was talking today, too, in his press conference with the media and he said we'll have jack ready to go but I, I don't know it's all a big question i feel like they have to make a decision like at, at earliest tomorrow morning there has to be a decision i don't know maybe they'll wait till game time to see how devin feels saturday morning but they are being very vague on vague on who is starting the game it's either going to be i think it's a 50-50 call right now between jack and devin
0: all right, now, the question is, can NC State win with Jack? No, that's Not can, They can win. Well, they win. Jack's the starter, what happens in the Because Jack looks pretty good against Florida State in that second half. Now, I would argue that, that that situation he was thrown into with the team being down was almost that perfect scenario for a backup quarterback that has skill like he does where it's kind of like there's no expectations. Like, let's be real. When Devin left the game, what happened? Everyone was kind of like, shit, there goes the game, right? Like, oh, Florida State's going to win now. And Jack did a fantastic job of winning him that football game, but now he's the guy, or he's got at least some expectation now. Well, when he came in last game, it was, I mean, it wasn't that he could just go out and do whatever he wants, but, there, there was, I would say, a lot less pressure than there is now. I mean, maybe I'm mistaken here, but that's just normally how it works out in general. You know, your backup quarterback wins you the game the week before, and now everyone's kind of confident in him, which is a good thing in some cases. I That helps the quarterback a ton. But, I mean, dude, the dome's going to be rocking, man. <laughs> like, that place gets loud. I've been there when it's 80% full and it's loud as hell. At full capacity... Top 25 team, hasn't lost yet. Oh, boy. Yeah, so,
1: Micah, I don't know. I I, I don't know why I feel strangely confident no matter who's quarterback. Um, I think it's just because I'm really confident in State's defense. And the news came out today that Tyler Baker-Williams is going to be playing, which is ginormous for us. Like, that is huge to have him in the secondary. So, I think this is going to be a huge test for Syracuse. It all I mean, obviously it is. I think this is their toughest opponent they've had.
0: Um, um, excuse me. Virginia was playing was, – is a good team, okay? No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, like, when you look back, like, I give – all the credit to the world is for Syracuse for being five and zero. I mean, no one kind of, no one really saw it coming. We kind of hope that okay, if they go three and two, hopefully they'll go bowling like uh, throughout the remaining of, remainder of the schedule. If they go out three and two before the bye week, uh, but they're five and zero, and their best win has been at home against Purdue by three. Purdue, a middle of the road Big den. 10 team, they, they'll they probably go bowling, nothing. They did just beat Maryland, but and then their other best win, well I mean, is it Virginia or is it Louisville? I don't know. I guess it's got to be Louisville because they demolished them.
0: Yeah, uh, it's Louisville, and that was a healthy Millie Cunningham, and, and again Louisville's better than Virginia, based off what we saw last week, so <laughs> I think by rule it's got to be Louisville's the next best win for them, but, but yeah. No, I, but
1: You know what's crazy, though? They have four home games in a row. That's crazy how Syracuse got that. They had Purdue, Virginia, Wagner, and then us. That's crazy how they are just – they they. I think that's part of the reason why they're 4-0. Now, NC State is a different animal than, I think, Purdue and Virginia. But I just realize now that they've been – four of their five games have been at home.
0: Yeah, Carey but the back,
1: game at
0: home. Yeah, but the back half of the schedule, they're kinda getting a big FU right now with the fact that they're going to Clemson, Pitt, Wake, and BC still. So yeah, they'll, they'll make up for it in the long run. It's hilarious to me though, like you said yeah, the other five and zero, oh, right? And they've played all these home games and their one road game is Yukon of all places. I know. Like, it's, so basically, they haven't played a road game yet. Like if this game was in, in in Raleigh, dude. I'd be hammering the pack so quickly it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be funny.
1: So let me ask you: Is it weird? Like, am I overconfident that I feel like? Do you find it weird that I'm strangely confident that NC State's going to handle Syracuse? No,
0: no because I,
1: quarterback.
0: No, I was preaching a couple weeks ago. You know, really, i was like, uh oh, Syracuse will catch State here, dude. The fact that Syracuse is favored has me paranoid, because like this is one of those games where like I, I you know I thought I was being this, like, like you know for example right now Oklahoma is a seven and a half point favorite on in Kansas. I would have picked Oklahoma to win right because I'm like all right you know Oklahoma I think is better than Kansas just purely based off talent, and so you kind of play that number and everything like that. And so it's like okay, but the fact that they're favored, you're like, what the hell? Like I like, you know, you ever feel like, oh, I'm being, I'm being sneaky? I got this upset, and it's like, wait, this isn't an upset. Like I, you know, I've been on Syracuse beating State for a while, and now I'm like, the fact that they're favored, like, I mean, again, this isn't a Bronco Men and Hall coach team, but Virginia was always terrible off the bye. Like Robert and I, like you, I guarantee you, Nick, you'll see at least two or three really weird plays from Q's. Robert and I have got some weird-ass plays. He's he's probably been drawn up all bye week. Hasn't shown them yet. Hasn't really had to show them yet. And they'll come out against State this weekend. But, man. Like, you know know what's crazy? And this might be a really terrible take. I almost feel more confident in State with Jack Chambers. Like, Leary has not been very good this year. And if he's not even close to 75% ready, I don't think he's better than Gary Trader. <laughs> and I think that, you know, when it comes down to it, like, I, no offense to the NC State running back room, but Sean Tucker is one of the best running backs in the country. Yeah. The receivers at, at Syracuse are very slept on, you know. They have some really good pieces. I mean, I'm a really big fan of, I can never say his name correctly, but Gadsden, the second, I think it's Or Oronde, I think is how you pronounce it. But, I mean, he's got three touchdowns and over almost 400 yards of receiving this season. Like, you know, Garrett Schrader, man, I don't know if you've seen his numbers. He's got only 50 or 40 less yards total in the year than Devin Leary. Has one less touchdown, but three less interceptions, man. He's got 10 touchdowns and one interception. He's been very, like... NC State's a really good defense. Obviously I don't think they've played a defense at the caliber of NC State. But he's been very good at protecting the football. And like based on that trend alone, the the rightness of the dome, I'll stick with Syracuse to win. I mean I'm I'll give the Wolfpack the cover. I mean I think this is a three point, two point game. Like, this is gonna be a hell of a football game. But yeah, I I gotta like the fact that you feel that confident, Nick, scares me even more because, like, I can see that. I really can. Like, like this is one of those games where, like, if I turn it on, you know, let's say, because I'm, that's at the same time as the Middle Tennessee State game. If I log in, you know, at halftime in the Middle Tennessee State game and I see 21, oh man, that's probably too much. If I see, like, 13 nothing or 17-7 in favor of the pack, I won't be shocked, Because, like, uh, NC State is the better team. And, like, if Devin Leary plays, who knows, man. Maybe this is the spark they need on either Devin Leary, you know, maybe kind of, like, going, oh, man, I almost lost my season. Let's roll. Or, and again, Jack Chambers wasn't great against Florida State. But he looks good. And I'll give Dave Doran credit, man, and Tim Beck credit. They feel comfortable with him back there, man. They're not going to change the playbook with him under center. They're going to let it ride, and that's, in my opinion, I think that's always the best way to go. Unless your quarterback is completely different than the quarterback you've had under center in terms of, like, one's mobile and the other's a passer, then, yeah, sure, you change your system, but don't change it because it's just a backup and you don't want to turn the ball over. Like, yeah, you have Sean Tucker, but you have to give him a chance to actually have a reason to have everyone not sell out on the run because if NC State's able to just sell out on Sean Tucker, man, no disrespect to Sean Tucker – He's a power runner, man. <laughs> like, if, if you've got six guys crashing down on him, he ain't going to run through six guys. He can run through two or three. He ain't going to run through six. <laughs> so, dude, like, I, I don't blame you for feeling confident. Like, a part of me wants to pick the pack, but I, I've been on the Syracuse train long enough. I'll stick with it. Plus, Nick, like, the remaining schedule for Syracuse... Like this is a terrible, crazy thing to think about, but there's a chance they're five and six, rolling into the last game of the season against BC on the road, <laughs> fighting for ball eligibility. Like if they don't, if they can't beat this NC State team, they're probably not going to beat Wake on the road. They're not going to beat Clemson on the road. I'd argue they probably wouldn't beat Pitt on the road just because again this is a home game. I think that. You know, at the end of the day, the injury to Devin Leary, regardless of if he's able to play or not, I I don't think he'll be fully healthy. Because if he was, there wouldn't even be any question he was playing this weekend, you know? So, man. (laughs) Like, they almost need this win to lock up a bowl game. If not, they might be... They they might literally be last year's Virginia, man. (laughs) Or, like, they have a great start of the season, and then you're like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) So... I mean, I I can see it going either way, but I'll stick with Cuse. I've been on it for a couple weeks. Uh, I'll I'll ride or die with the Dino Babers train.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I don't know why I feel – like, I feel more confident going into this game than I did the Florida State game. Um, Mm. And I wonder if the Vegas line right now is because they don't know if Devin's going to play or not. So the, it, it could change if we get a confirmation by Friday.
0: I mean the way the way I look at it is, is Devin Leary is worth three and a half to four points. So yeah. I bet you it's a pick'em if he's if he's playing, right? Right. That's and I like and like obviously like I think Syracuse is getting a point or two for being at home. So like again, you line us up on a neutral field without Devin Leary, it's probably one and a half in favor of Hughes with him, it's you know State's probably favored by a a point and a half. So, like, regardless, this spread is, you know, again, I I kind of agree with you. Like, this is going to be one of those things where I think they are factoring in that, like, and I bet you they're leaning to that Devin Leary's not going to play. Yeah. And that's why they have this spread. And, like, I mean, I'm a big believer, Nick. I mean, right now, people are betting, like, NC State, like, more people are betting NC State to win. But I will say there's a lot of like, like normally when a team's being bet on more, if the line moves down. They bumped it up a half a point. So, like, I'm not saying Vegas knows something, but normally you don't see that too often. Like, you're seeing that right now with the Kansas Oklahoma game. Like, KU, you know, the whole Jalen Daniels probably not playing thing, you know, or Jalen, Jalen, Jaden? Yeah, you know, Jalen Daniels, right? I can't keep it straight anymore. Daniels, yeah, because yeah, there's a Jaden Daniels, of course, at LSU. So yeah, Jalen Daniels, you know, being out for Kansas, you know, that spread bumped up two and a half and now everybody's hammering Kansas, but they were hammering it before because <laughs> it's not like Dylan Gabriel is playing for Oklahoma. So yeah, man, uh, but this is, is this the best game of the weekend? I think it is. I mean, Clemson, Florida State is pure ACC beauty. It's great the last year of the Atlantic that we have a big Atlantic rivalry game like this with some relevancy in Tallahassee. But State and Cuse is the highest-ranked matchup of the weekend. It's where I wish game day would have gone because they've never been there. But, I mean, I don't like the Tennessee-Alabama choice, but I would have understood, like, Oklahoma State and TCU or something a little bit more. But, you know, again... Man, it's gonna be a hell of a football game, and I'm I'm glad Nick that I don't have a dog in the fight. <laughs> I feel bad for you or your season. The season you're hoping to have definitely depends on this game.
1: I mean, so. yeah, it does. So I don't know. I I feel confident. I I feel great that Tyler Baker Williams is back. Um, the thing is, what I feel like we're gonna do run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Whether Devin is playing or not, I don't think they're going to make him throw with that shoulder. Um, And defensively, I I think what the best situation to handle Syracuse's offense is you got to clog up Sean Tucker, stop the run, make Derek Schrader throw the ball. He hasn't made a lot of mistakes this year. He hasn't played a defense like us this year. We are their toughest opponent. Um, so, make Derek Schrader throw the ball. Make him make some plays. You know, if we can up. Are you, saying, clog up are you Tucker, saying
0: Derek? Are you saying Derek or Garrett? Garrett. Okay. I thought you said Derek. I'm like, what? Yeah,
1: I might have accidentally said Derek for a second. Sorry. My fault. Yeah. uh Make Garrett Schrader throw the ball. Because if our, I think our defensive line and linebackers can stop Sean Tucker, and if we can do that, and we make him throw the ball, I think we should be fine. Um, Offensively, I think we just got to run no matter what. So uh, I think we got to really switch it up. I feel confident. I I don't know why I feel so confident. I feel more confident uh, uh, playing Syracuse than I do playing Florida State. I don't know why. I just do. Um, So I think the pack bounced back from a tough win last week. And – Yeah, I mean, this is it, man. If we could just get this win, go into the bye week, the schedule is a lot easier. Now, I know Wake Forest is right there, and Carolina is starting to look pretty good. But still, we got Virginia Tech, Boston College, and Louisville, which is a lot easier than what we had in the beginning of the schedule. So, just get through this game. I think we'll be fine.
0: Yeah, No, I agree. All right, we move to the primetime slate, 7.30 on ABC. The Florida State Seminoles, only a three-and-a-half-point home dog against the Clemson Tigers. What does Vegas know, Nick? What do they know? that seems um, I awfully low. Know,
1: here, here's what I'm thinking. Florida State's pissed. They let two games kind of slip away. They almost came back against Wake and they let the state game go away. Now, with Clemson, And didn't
0: they, and didn't they have a chance to win at the very end against state and they messed it up?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh. So. And with Clemson, um they barely snuck out of wake and it was close it, it was it was a good fought game against NC State at home. So what I'm thinking is is they think Clemson might get caught sleeping a little bit, you know, they handled Boston College, and Boston College stinks this year, they might feel like they're in cruise control and maybe they might get caught sleeping a little bit.
0: Like, I I don't think the Florida State quit factor is here. I think this team is too disciplined for this. Dude, Clemson's going to cover this, man. Like, Florida State's not more talented. Yes, I understand Doug Campbell's going to be rocking. That's probably worth three points on its own. But Clemson should be a, like, if you're giving Alabama a eight-point favorite against Tennessee with the odds of Bryce Young playing at like probably 60-40 he plays, how are you not giving Clemson the same respect at Florida State when they're healthy? This makes no sense, man. And Jordan Travis, I mean, he's going to play, but he's been getting banged up. Florida State's been letting him get killed. Like, NC State was in Jordan Travis's face on every single play. And no disrespect to NC State, they were doing that with the drop eight because they could do it with their three pass rushers. And the front three of Clemson is better than the front three of NC State. Do we really think that they're going to protect Jordan Travis? A guy who's also had some boneheaded plays this year? I mean, he's not a complete turnover machine, but he's had some really what the f moments. (laughs) So, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, and this feels very similar to the, you know, uh, you know, a just, like, line of what is happening, like... You know, it just made made no sense to me the spreads that we've seen throughout the years in some of these games, and man, this just like Clemson. Clemson's going to win by a touchdown at least. I, I don't. I think it'll. I think this will be one of those games, Nick, where it's like twenty four seventeen with ten minutes left. Clemson kicks a field goal, makes it twenty seven to to seventeen. Florida State, let's say, scores a touchdown. They try to get a stop, they get it, turnover or something, and Clemson scores late. Because this is just, I don't think this game's ever going to, I don't think Florida State's ever going to have the lead past halftime. In this. Again, I could be completely wrong, but kind of how strangely confident you feel in NC State against Like I feel very, probably the same way, if not more, that Clemson covers three and a half. Again, that's no disrespect to Florida State. I think they're a good football team. I think this Clemson team's for real. I'm going to keep preaching it. Like Clemson played terrible in the first half against Boston College. and still won by 35. They still covered by over a touchdown. I don't see how this game is not similar. If not, like, you know, in terms of, like, the score of 35. But, like, maybe Clemson starts a little slow. Florida State's in it in the halftime. But, again, that's it's a good football team. That's Okay. But I just think that, like, I know Clemson's missing some on their secondary, but I don't think Jordan Travis is the guy to exploit them. Like, the only team that was able to exploit them was Wake. Wake is a much more talented offense than Florida State is. And Florida State's been having some real drop problems, and if they don't get those fixed against Clemson, they're sure as heck not winning this game. So, give me Clemson to cover the three and a half.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i going to have to agree with you on that. Uh, it's it's interesting. I don't know what Vegas is trying to say, even though I kind of just explained their thinking a little bit. But I think Florida State is in desperate mode right now because you start off 4-0, you have two kind of bad losses, and... I'm going to use this quote: "The cheese is starting to slide off the cracker a little bit for Florida State, and if they don't win this game, then you're four and three, and then you got Syracuse next. They could easily be four and four by the end of October, or about yeah, pretty much by the end of October. They go four and zero oh in mm-hmm. September, zero oh and four in October. So, I don't know. I think Clemson's going to cover, um, but if you're an Atlantic fan." Your team's in the Atlantic like me, aka really if you're an NC State or a Wake Forest fan, you need Clemson to lose. So we are all Florida State fans uh, this Saturday night. Um, I mean,
0: Nick, I don't want. To... Oh, can I ask why you feel like that's the case? I mean, I understand y'all want to go to Charlotte. I do. Do you really think Clemson's going to lose twice?
1: No. <laughs> so then I mean, my thought process twice, is if they're going to lose my, twice, if they're going to lose twice, I feel like it's going to be it, it's probably going to end up being Notre Dame which it's stupid to say but if you look at the rest of Clemson's schedule but, besides but Nick, that's, Hughes, who
0: else but that's not what against? I'm but that's not what I'm for you. So here's my thing, here's my thinking. If I'm an NC State fan who thinks Clemson's not going to lose two ACC games, you got to start cheering for them. Because if Clemson makes the playoffs, the next highest-ranked ACC team goes to the New York Six game. That's where your chance is. Like, your chances of Charlotte are pretty much shot, man. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I don't understand losing the... No- like, losing the games game is almost the doomsday scenario. Because you know what happens? That means a two-loss Clemson, potentially, if they lose to Florida State in this case, right? Wins the ACC, and by rule they are in the orange bowl if they're not in the playoff it's like that's when true. virginia like when virginia lost the AC championship game we still got to go because we were the highest ranked ac teams the ac sucked that year <laughs> so like that's a good you know, point. we were like we were we were literally a 9 and 3 team, team excuse me i got to go to the orange bowl <laughs> so you know i i'm not saying that you ever want to give up on your dream of charlotte but if you don't think they're going to lose two games in conference, which at this point, the the, the toughest is behind them, especially after the state game, I think you cheer for them. <laughs> you eliminate like you, you want them in the playoff. A, it's honestly good for the ACC brand. If you're six boxes. They're probably going to keep, like, if you don't win out, you're probably a top 12 team still, Nick. Top 10 team. So you're going to, and, and the best part is, is even if reason, I don't know how, but like they could, there's a chance that Wake in then, too, if Wake you know? <laughs> if they're all top 12 teams, not only that's impossible, but you never know with the way this season's going, there might be a two-loss team that gets six from the eight. <laughs> so, if I'm an NC State fan, man, I'm pulling hard that we went out and Clemson loses zero times, let alone one. Right. Because I, I don't... Especially with the way how college football is going, and just the disrespect on the ACC every year, and like again, there's a chance, man. Ohio State, Michigan are 12 and 0, Oh, excuse me, 11 and 0 when they meet in the Big Ten, you know, in that last week of the Big Ten season. So then, guess what? There's a chance. Like I could almost hear the argument for an 11 and over 12 and 1. think well, that should be the case, but do we really want to fuck around and find out?
1: <laughs> Not so, really.
0: So you know, uh, that's probably my favorite gif I've been seeing on Twitter a lot. is like that graph where it's like, you fuck around, you find out. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not I, really I, trying I, to, to I have that happen.
1: Confident, a 12 and 1 Clemson would get in over 11 and 1 Michigan.
0: I mean, based on the current rate of college football, I mean, probably right on Michigan. But dude, we still have two undefeated Pac-12 teams. We still have two, That's no, so three, two or three, yeah, two or three under, Big 12, or Big 12 teams.
1: And Oregon is still hanging around.
0: I mean, I think Oregon, at the end of the day, man, like, let's say Clemson's only loss is at Florida State by two or three points, and they're a conference champion, and even if Oregon's conference champion at 12-1, and one, there's got to be some sort of punishment for 49-3. Like, if they lose that game respectfully, fine, but man, they were pummeled. So that's my only thing on that. But yeah, again, like, do we really want to have it come down to that? <laughs> so, yeah,
1: you make a good point, you definitely do. I mean, I guess I'm holding out hope, but it's getting, you know, we're midway through the season right now. and if this is gonna be Clemson's only loss against Florida State, I don't really see them losing again. Now it would depend on how what what they do against Syracuse, and we all know, you know, Syracuse gives Clemson problems either in Death Valley or at the Dome. And this year it's at Death Valley. So, it it will take a miracle for Clemson to get two losses.
0: And, again, there's nothing wrong with for, – for dreaming of Charlotte. I just know, like, my optimism – like, I'm a pessimistic fan. I've always had been, always will be. Like, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, we're, let's have my team keep winning. And, like, at this point, like – you know, the only nice thing is if you're a Clemson fan, it's really not a lose or excuse me, an NC State fan, especially if you win this weekend. It's really not a lose, lose <laughs> like right. it's a win, win, because if Clemson wins, obviously it keeps your Orange Bowl spot as top ranked. Because uh, Are you all ranked higher than Wake right now? Or are you a point back? We're a or, point back,
1: right? Yeah, a spot back or whatever. 50.
0: But again, you get that matchup at home, you take care of business, you're in front of them. So yeah. You know, at that point, you control your own destiny to be the, the highest ranked ACC team not named Clemson. Then again, if Clemson loses, then again, now you have that miracle scenario where, yeah, and they screw around, they lose the cues. I mean, it would be pretty funny if Miami went in the Death Valley and beat them. I don't think it happens, but it would be pretty funny. So, yeah, um, that's all I've got, Nick. We're ready to talk a little Tobacco Road rivalry.
1: Dude. Yes, I'm I'm ready. I've been looking forward to this since Sunday, because you gave us a little teaser on Sunday show. So I want you to start us off, Micah. I think you're going somewhere, and it's going to be a lot of chaos.
0: Is Duke Blue Royal Blue? What's the official Duke Blue color?
1: I believe it is officially Royal Blue.
0: Okay, well, for all Duke fans that are yelling at their uh, yelling at us right now about how we're wrong, um, I apologize in advance. Let
1: me the look Duke, it up. But you keep yeah. talking.
0: Well, I'm just gonna say the, the the victory bell is gonna look real pretty in that royal blue, man. You know they paint they paint the bell after whatever color whoever wins, right? That's gonna yeah. look real pretty in royal blue, man. Duke's winning this game. You know how you feel confident about NC State, dude. I, I don't know why. I think UNC, man, like you've said, you said it really well in the last podcast, like, they've been pulling it out of their rear a lot, and robbery game, seven-point dogs, like, Mike Elko wants to send a statement, you know how much of a big of a statement it is for Mike Elko to win the Tobacco Road robbery, when, you know, this was like, when he got hired, man, everyone's like, why are you going there, UNC's the team of the area, like, like no disrespect to NC State, but everyone thinks that you know UNC is the program on the rise. They're gonna be this star studded team. They got this five star quarterback, this five star recruit. They got all these great players, you know, Grimes and you know, Jackson and, and all these other guys that are pulling in the receivers are always loaded. Man, like I'm not betting North Carolina to win the coastal. This this is the year of chaos in the coastal. It's the last year. We're really going to just go out here and be like, yeah, North Carolina is just going to North Carolina pit. I don't have to worry about any other chaos. Oh, dude, give me all the chaos, man. Give me Duke seven point dogs at home. Sell out crowd in Wallace Wade. Like like it, it it's tough because a, a, a part of me wants to do an ACC trip this weekend, man. Like I, I'm on this pace to get all these new college football stadiums and this is my last chance to get Middle Tennessee State for the year. And it is a robbery game of their own. But, man, I'm debating so hard. Going, again, tickets are kind of expensive, so that's why. But hitting Miami-Virginia Tech at 1230 and then heading down to, to good old Durham for the UNC-Duke game. Like, game's going to be popping, man. Like, whew, I can't wait for this one. Duke's winning. Don't know why? I have no logical reason to be honest, Nick. Absolutely none. This is purely gut feeling. Give me the Blue Devils, man. And hopefully it's royal blue and not some other shade of blue. But give me royal blue on the bell this year.
1: Oh, man. I I like your confidence. Um, I got to be honest. Micah, as as much as I want to be with you on this,
0: Carolina's a better team. Nick, like you're you're using your brain. I'm just using pure, just gut feeling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as much as I want to be on the Duke train with you, man, I don't think it's gonna happen. Now, Duke has had a great season. They have a conference win, which is great. Uh, they probably should not have lost to Georgia Tech. Um, now, I, I think they're very lucky that this game is at home. Although, I would be curious to see how many of those fans are Carolina fans that are selling out that crowd.
0: Oh, it's going to be a 50-50 in my opinion. or probably, I would, I'll, I'll go 60-40. I'll go 60-40. I think Duke will outdraw. I think the students of Duke will actually fill their section. I think there will be a lot of Duke like Duke fans show up for this game every year regardless. Because like even if you care more about Duke basketball – You hate Carolina no matter what, you know? Like, think about the years when Carolina was dog water, man, in football. Their fans still showed up in Raleigh. Their fans still showed up in Chapel Hill when, you know, State came to town. Why? Because they hate them. They absolutely hate them. (laughs) Like, you know, Virginia Tech always shows up to Virginia, regardless of how bad they are that year. Same with if it's in Blacksburg. So, I I think that Duke will show up. I mean, again, will it be like it's not going to be a massive like 90-10 or something. I think I think it'll still lean Duke a little bit.
1: Yeah, um I, I would love nothing more than Duke to win this game and just make a complete chaos because right now North Carolina is in the driver's seat. If Duke wins, I mean, this minus pit is the Coastal Championship at the moment unless something catastrophic happens. Um I don't know, man. I mean, Duke's defense is kind of iffy. Um, I mean, they've, they haven't allowed, I mean, besides the temple game, they've allowed, you know, 17 points plus, which is not bad. Their, their defense is good. Their their defense is good, but I'm just afraid that North Carolina's offense is going to expose them by a lot. Um, It's, I I got Carolina winning. Um, I don't think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think Duke will be up and ready for it. I think they make it close. I think the game is competitive throughout the whole way. But, you know, it's a great story. And I think Duke is going to get more wins along the way. I think they can beat um, Boston College. I think they can beat Virginia Tech. Um, But we'll see. But right now, I got to go with Carolina. I hate doing it because I love what Duke's been doing. But uh, I, Duke, Carolina's, I, I'm glad you're picking Duke because I, I'm hoping that you think that this is the first team that's really going to expose North, North Carolina.
0: Well, I think, I think North Carolina's been exposed, man. I and mean, that's what's frustrating I mean, that's what they, to me. I
1: think they have, but they the record. They keep finding ways.
0: They keep finding ways to win. And that's where my fear is, like when picking Duke is like that's why there's no logic behind this. because logic would say North Carolina has the better team, talent wise, and all that stuff from the roster. And they've been finding ways to win. Duke has kind of been doing the same thing, but not at the same level. I mean, like because like, for example, if Carolina has the exact same type of game against Georgia Tech as as Duke just did, right? We're probably picking UNC to find a way to win, right? Because they just do it. They just they find ways to do it. And so that's where, like, the fear of this kind of comes from is, like, I'm not putting it past them to find a way to do it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Like, again, if I'm using logic here, it's it's Carolina. I'm not using it, though, because, like, this, these games are always pretty good. And there's obviously some years where it's really bad. I think last year was really bad, if I remember correctly. But, like, there's a lot of years where this game's a lot closer than, than we kind of, like, than it, than it would be expected. And, like, I, I think Duke is, like, I know Duke's having a special year in terms of their 4-2. Nobody expected that. But they don't have that win yet. Like, we can't mark that Virginia win as some astronomical win. We can't mark that win over Northwestern as some astronomical win. Their FCS win, well, clearly not an astronomical win. I'm forgetting who their other win is, but, Definitely. you know, Temple, thank you. Yeah, that's not an astronomical win. No, it's <laughs> not FCS. tonight. No, it's not. The <laughs> FCS win might be better, <laughs> you know. So, it, it's, I think this team is Duke win. I think it comes here. Like, this is the most talented team I think Duke could beat. That's left on the schedule. Like, again, I think, they're, I think there's a good chance they could beat Virginia Tech and Blacksburg. And there's a good chance that they can beat um, you said Boston College. Like there's there's some games left that they can definitely win. They can beat Pitt in my opinion. They can beat Miami in my opinion. But like again, and I, I just I the most confident I feel in anything isn't necessarily this game. I just believe this is gonna be a coastal chaos year. That's it. And like this is a great way to keep going because Dude, with this win, Georgia Tech is now in sole possession of first place.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I mean, take it back, take it back, take it back. They're tied with North Carolina. But they're now actually in first place, you know? Right. So, now Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech on a Thursday night means just a little bit more. And knowing, knowing how Coastal Chaos likes to go, maybe Virginia shows up and wins that one. You know? So, like, I think that the most... The most predictable thing in the ACC right now is this the most random, unpredictable stuff. The coastal chaos. And so, that's it. That's my reasoning. It's a terrible reasoning. Absolutely terrible. It's illogical as hell. But, that's how I feel. <laughs> you know, and it's going to be a heck of a football game. Like, there's, a paradon- there's, a, there's a world here, Nick, where we're doing the recap on Sunday. I look a complete idiot when UNC's offense drops a 50-burger on Duke. And Duke can't keep up and drops, like, like it's like a 55-28 to 28 game. I think that's very possible.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm looking silly as heck because I picked Duke to win outright. But there's that chance, too, that we're looking at, like, Duke wins 28-27. Maybe a little bit more high scoring than that. But, again, who knows? Like, UNC's offense, like, again, last week, like, Good for UNC for, you know, making Miami's offense terrible in the red zone and terrible at finishing drives. But, you know, they were all gained last week. And I, I'm not saying Duke's offense is Miami's offense. But I, I I could make an argument that Duke's defense is better than Miami's defense. So, man, it's going to be a great game in Durham. I feel like if, like. I, I don't know if I can say this is the best slate of the ACC, but, again, if we want to use the top-to-bottom arg- argument, Nick, it is the best week in the ACC because there's not a single bad game. This, You know what? This would be the toughest week to pick, you know, if you could only watch one game. It would like, be. Because I, I think you have to go to the field no matter what game I select. Because if I, if I say, yeah, it's NC State-Syracuse, well, Duke, North Carolina, and Clemson, Florida State are both good enough to top that game alone. And even if they say Clemson, Florida State, then I just left the arguably two best game for sure in terms of rankings off the board. And, like, obviously, if you say Miami, Virginia Tech, you're going to immediately take the field. So, you know, it's one of those games where, I guess, Nick, let's just do this question then. If you had to pick one game to watch. Which one are you picking?
1: I mean, obviously, I'm picking State-Syracuse.
0: I mean, that's fair. If you yeah. if you weren't a State fan, would you still pick it, you think? Uh,
1: if I wasn't a State fan, I'd be kind of torn between State and Clemson.
0: See, my Virginia, I, again, I will always have a heart. I will miss the Coastal more than anything in the world. My heart, like, die like breathe and excited for Duke UNC like that kind of psycho thing is what makes me go that way but yeah I kind of agree with you like the two best games are probably those two like yeah my confidence in Clemson is kind of what makes me lean away from that game being my top choice but at the same time like there would be a satisfaction to being right you know like watching Clemson just beat down on Florida State so yeah no I mean this is a a hell of a week, Nick, and college football, let alone the ACC.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I do mean,
0: we got like, six, like, I don't know got
1: six ranked-on-ranked ranked matchups.
0: I don't know if you if you listen to the Cover 3 podcast, Nick, but they had to, like, pick. So what they do is they pick a game at the, the, the early slate, so the noon slate, one at the middle slate, so obviously the 3.30 slate, and then one at the night slate, and then they have a wild card. Three of the four ACC games were selected. Guess one guess which one wasn't.
1: Miami, Virginia Tech.
0: Nope.
1: Duke, Carolina?
0: Yep. Wow. I'm gonna double check this because like a part of me feels like that can't be right because I know Miami Virginia Tech got selected. They they did tweet it out after the after listening to the pod. But still, like let's see. Did Duke get selected Oh no! I apologize. Oh, there you all four go. games yeah. were selected. Danny Cannell, the ACC boy, selected three of them. <laughs> but you know, again, it was a it was a round robin. They all had to pick some. Like, <laughs> so that's 16 games that could get selected. 25% are ACC. I know it's a down year in the ACC, but that should tell you everything you need. I guess like, not that bad of a year, man. Not. It's a great year. <laughs> Sucks that yeah. my team's the worst team in a. That's probably karma for us being the second best team in a terrible year. (laughs) So, um, you know, like, man, I'm excited. Or to say, Nick, I'm ready just to shut up and and watch some football. But anything you want to add before we end this pod here?
1: Um. So I just checked the numbers. Actually, I'll check again. Give me one second. Yeah. So I just checked the numbers, and because you guys like. Our links, uh, one of our higher episodes in a while, so thank you guys. Uh, so always just make sure when you just see the tweet, see the link, uh, like like it because it helps out a lot. So it's one of our higher, um, episodes in a while. So thank you all, it means a lot to Micah and I. And you can always feel free to interact in the. Uh, in the mentions below if you want to say your opinions on things, but after you listen, but other than that, man, I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait for the same game. It's going to, it's going to be exciting. a Very exciting weekend. And not only in the ACC, like you said, but in college football, like I don't remember a weekend like this in a while. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Could be a lot of chaos at the top with Alabama and all the other teams playing too. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: You ready for one take before we end off?
1: Uh, let's see. I think you're going to say Alabama steamrolls Tennessee. It's not even close.
0: Okay, so that's part of what my thing was going to be.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: be a school from the state of Tennessee that beats a top CC team this week, not named the University of Tennessee.
1: You think Vandy is going to beat Georgia?
0: I mean, no, but it's fun to send it off on a hot take like that, right? <laughs>
1: you know, I, I mean,
0: if, if, you, if you were to tell me which money line would I bet more the, the or the Vandy, I'm betting the Vandy, man. Georgia's boy, looks no, awkward.
1: Stop. Get out of here.
0: Don't sleep on um, the doors like that, my guy.
1: You're nuts. I would never.
0: I mean, if that game was in Nashville, I'd actually probably be a little bit more confident in my, like, joke pick, but, yeah, with that game being in, in Athens, probably not, but, dude, I don't know, man, I'm, maybe, maybe the reason why I'm so confident in Alabama is I just don't want to accept the fact that Tennessee might actually win the game, because <laughs> I just don't want to, I don't want that to happen, like, okay, so I love my girlfriend, right, Nick, you, you, you understand as a sports fan, right? that when your team's down bad, it's frustrating, right? You just want to, like, you want to vent, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, my girlfriend was venting last week about how bad Tennessee was when they were up 24. while my team was getting their ass kicked by Louisville.
1: And they were down at Death Valley, too. What What did you have to complain about?
0: Like, I was literally like... I was like, oh, I can't stand Virginia. She's like, yeah, Tennessee's going to choke. And I'm like, it's 21 to nothing or whatever it was. She's like, oh, but we're going to choke. And I'm like, we're literally losing to Louisville by two scores with their backup quarterback <laughs> at home. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. we, are, we are not the same. <laughs> Your team is in the top 15. Mine is not going to go bowling. <laughs> Uh, women. Like, I understand Tennessee fans have battered ball syndrome or whatever they call it. It's hilarious because, like, you know, they're used to their team choking things away. But you were like, she's like, what? what, But LSU's a second-half team. I'm like, Sierra, LSU has literally lost to Florida State this year. And uh, was it Mississippi State, too, I think, so they lost to or somebody like that? Like, they're not that great. (laughs) It's like... Yeah, but they're good second-half comebacks. I'm like, you're up three scores. <laughs> and then it's like 28-3, to three and I'm like, oh, it's over. And she's like, no, it's not over yet. I'm like, you're up by four scores in Death Valley. <laughs> and that game, like, I'm like, I don't know if you saw the crowd shots of that game, man. It was arguably 65, 35, 70, 30 Tennessee fans. I mean, you outnumbered them. I mean, like, there were 30 to 35% of that capacity was wearing that gaudy orange. Yeah Like I mean I don't know if you saw The post game Rocky Top singing Man that was sick I don't like Tennessee But that was cool (laughs) Yeah it was So You know Anyways Like I'm not ready for the world To burn just yet I mean the way the world's going Maybe it's time But if If the world has to end With Tennessee beating Alabama That's a sad day for me Especially when Virginia's On the bye week So my Virginia My life as a Virginia fan Ends with Virginia getting killed by Louisville with a backup quarterback, great. <laughs> so, anyways, man, it's gonna be a great weekend of college football. I can't wait. Thanks for uh, staying up to record this one. Sorry that we were delayed the last day or two. I mean, we. I'm also glad we had a great pod to talk about. With, you know, again, only four games, but it's a heck of a four games. And like you said, Nick, thank you to everybody that's listening, liking retweeting commenting you know it really does mean a lot i mean nick and i we don't take it too seriously but you know again we're taking an hour and a half out of our days our busy lives every single day you know to talk about acc football and try to have fun with it i mean we don't again, I, I don't know about you nick but I mean, i'll speak for myself like i don't live and die off the listeners i honestly just have fun doing this and you know obviously more people listen it makes it more and more fun but you know, at the end of the day, it's just fun to talk AC football with somebody. But you know, it, it definitely feels great to know that we're getting up to the best numbers we had. In COVID, when you weren't even on the show, Nick, you may not even known about the show yet. So, you know, back when Dan was on here, and again during COVID, when all people did was that's when podcasts blew up. <laughs> so, you know, it's nice to see those numbers are starting to exceed those and. You know, we're not getting big-time guests on. It's just me and you talking. So we appreciate all the feedback. Shout out to Patience for her. uh, I know I saw her comment on it. Excited to listen, you know, learning more about Georgia Tech, um, our opinion on what we thought with the Jeff Collins stuff. You know, it's a great week in the ACC. Virginia can't lose, at least not that I know of um, this week, so that's always a good week for me. But, yeah, Nick, that's all I've got. Anything else? If not, go ahead and send us off.
1: No, that's it for me, man. Uh, It just means a little bit less in the ACC. Can't wait uh, for this weekend. And, yeah, go ACC.